Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are working our way through Star Trek The Next Generation, this is going to be Season 1, Episode 3, it's called Code of Honor. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And could this possibly live up to Episode 2? A masterpiece of an episode. <laughs> A masterpiece indeed. <laughs> What's funny, I, I'm pretty sure I remember reading at some point that a lot of the season one episodes, and maybe season two, but definitely season one, were actually old scripts that were, you know, around for the original series that were reworked. Recycled, yeah. yeah. For, for, the, for the new show. And I think this one definitely feels like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, we're encountering our planet. We have to, because they have to get like a... a it's like a flower or a plant that this medicine comes from that only grows yeah. on this planet. There's a disease going around. They need to get the cure. And they, they come to this planet where we have a very Earth-like culture. So it's, you know, very, very similar to Earth. They it was weird because you, you knew that was coming. Before you even met them and they went down to the planet or anything like that, you know, Picard says, oh, yeah, they're, they're very similar development to Earth, actually. And it's like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So that, that was a bit of a warning sign um, in, in terms of just what to expect from the episode. <laughs> I, I don't know why the, the, the show so far seems to be obsessed with uh, Tasha Yar's love life or or the, the oddities that, that lie within that, that, that realm of storytelling. But I have no idea. The, the leader of this, this group, uh, Lutan, uh, comes aboard the Enterprise and is immediately infatuated with Yar because she steps in and tackles one of his bodyguards, uh, because the bodyguard sort of moves too quickly with the the, the sample of the thing to Picard. Yeah. He comes in really quickly with this box, and she's like, no, 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 it has to be vetted first, and he tries to pass through her, and he and she just flips him. And even, even before that, they're like, wait, a woman is your security officer? You know, they, they, they get really flabbergasted at that. And from then on, he is infatuated with her, and he he wants her to show her, to show him the uh, the the what do we call it the holodeck, uh, <laughs> show off the holodeck. Uh, she she agrees and shows off the the, the training program where she she beats up a, a an avatar dude, um, yeah, and then his second in command kind of gets his ass kicked by it very quickly, yeah. And it, you know, the whole thing builds up to him. He's like, "Oh, well, we, you know, you've been very hospital, hospitable, Captain. Um, we will give you the cure and yada yada yada." Uh, but then, as he's beaming out, just grabs uh, Tasha and kidnaps her. <laughs> I love how the reaction. Everyone just stands there and goes, "What just happened?" And then he's like, "All right, red alert, everyone, red alert. <laughs> Someone's been kidnapped." And then the episode becomes about trying to like, understand their culture and their the, what they would consider like polite and honourable. Uh, how can they get her back? Also, but also get the the, the medicine because they can't just duplicate the one they have. They, they make a point of saying, "No, no, we can't just you know some reason, copy yeah. it. We ha- we have to actually get the original source." Um, and then there's like a a, a fight to the death because Latan's wife <laughs> isn't happy. Yeah, and challenges Tasha to a, to a trial by combat in a jungle gym with yep. uh, with a glove that has poison spikes on it. <laughs> I mean, that bit sounds fun. 
Well, I laughed though during the fight. At one point, you know, uh, the 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 wife, what was her name, uh, Yarina, her, her glove comes flying off, and a guy in the crowd catches it of, of her people, and I actually jokingly sort of almost out loud said, "Oh well, he's dead then," because they make a point of saying that these spikes are so poisonous, and I thought they were they weren't going to do that. But then, to be fair, he hands the glove back to someone to give, so give him. And looks her... down, and it's like, oh shit! And then he just immediately dies, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Can't fault that. Can't fault that. Um, and it's all about finding a loophole. You know, Tasha technically wins and kills the other person, but they immediately beam her down or, or up, sorry, down up to the ship where uh, you know Beverly Crusher cures her and brings her back uh, very quickly, resuscitates her. Um, it's like, well, she was dead. What do you want? And it, it's all about this comeuppance for uh, Lotan because the way their system works is that the men don't have any wealth. All, all the women have all the wealth and own all of the land. But when they pick a husband, that husband becomes the powerful one with all the all the the honor yeah. and prestige, become, if you will. He's in charge of, of distributing it all, etc. Yeah. So basically, he was he was a bit of a villain in the sense that he he was like, well, if if Tasha wins, then because I was the husband of the other woman. I get all of her wealth. It, it, it get passed on to me. Um, yeah. So by bringing her back, they've technically also satisfied till death do his part in their culture. So she then makes the other guy who who cared about the fact that she may get hurt in the in the fight. She makes him her husband. And her then, first husband. Her first husband, because they, yeah, they have like seconds, which is like the the the, the shitty like yeah. rank, and he he becomes that because she's like, hey Tasha, do you want him? Because she won the fight, so she's got a right to pick him. And she's like, nah, I'm good. Although, one of the weird points in this episode, though, is that out of nowhere, halfway through, uh, uh, Troy's like, hey, she uses her, her, her empath abilities to trick Tasha into admitting that she is actually attracted to Lotan, but knows that it's not proper. So even yeah. at the end, she's like, well, he is very attractive, but it would be complicated. And I'm like, that's it? In fact, I actually laugh because when uh, when Troy asks uh, Tasha, I think it's that scene. Uh, Data says, "I asks her if do you, do you love him or do, or do you do you return these feelings?" And he actually says it completely just matter of fact, like there's no implication in yeah. what he says. But I just started laughing because I, I heard it as, "Yeah, but we had something, Tasha. What we had was special. Well, do you love this man you've just met? How dare you?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the same. So, yeah, the episode's bad. What do you want? Oh, it's it's atrocious. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. It's, it's kind of uncomfortably, just vaguely racist the entire time. I would go, wouldn't even go as far as to say vaguely. I'm being kind. Yeah, I mean, um, so you know, all of the this this other the race they're all black. Yeah, and. They keep going how they're this inferior race, this inferior species. Like they keep telling us that that they're you know they're not developed. Yeah, primitive. I don't think they used the word inferior, but yeah. They, I think I think at one point they did. I, did, I didn't notice that, but I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take a word for it. Uh, but they say primitive. They say, oh yes, we went through this period, you know, on Earth, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the costumes, you know, everything about the set design and the way that they. It, just, it all feels just a little bit like I, I don't think there's like overt racism in the sense that I don't think they're doing anything specific, but it has that general like 90s TV thing or 80s TV thing in this case where, yeah, they're like 
because at one point they even compare them to Native Americans. So I'm like, okay, right. So I guess you're killing two birds with one stone with that comment. Yeah, I I don't think it was intentional. Don't yeah, wrong. It, it has that thing where I don't know why TV in the 80s and 90s was obsessed with doing these episodes where, and obviously this is a made up culture, but like. You know, you know any episode of like the X Files or any episode of even Tales from the Crypt that me and Tim have been doing, well, they they want to like use a culture as like a gateway into like a thing. You know, like on Tales from the Crypt, it might be like, uh, oh, like this tribe has voodoo magic, so that's the plot of the episode. Every single episode like that sucks because every single episode feels insensitive, and every single episode is about oh they're they're mysterious because there are other people and they have these things going on, and every single time it just feels forced. It feels yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not pretty. Uh, it's not. I, I'm not gonna lie. This episode is down there with some of the worst episodes of original series for me. Oh, that's yeah. I can't argue with that. It's uh, it's fine. Um, I, I'll give you one moment I loved, like genuinely loved. Okay. So so Beverly comes up to the the, the bridge to talk to Picard, and Wesley's still sort of on the the left, just at the side. They're just, yeah. just sort of like spying on the, the bridge, but not coming in. And she's there to talk to him about the, the disease and whatever, and we need the medicine, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the scene, she's like, oh, we need to talk about my son, Wesley. And Picard's reaction to that is like, oh, yes, uh, Wesley, your son, yes. He, he kinda, and I laughed a lot at it because he played it like a kid who doesn't want to talk about the fact that he's, he's in trouble. Like, he sort of dips yeah. his head and kind of mumbles to him, says, oh, yes, yes, your son Wesley, I guess. Yeah, yes. I, suppose, I suppose so. I suppose we should talk about him. And then, I don't even, this is the funny thing about this, I don't even know what she's arguing here, because she's just kind of like, hey, he's he's very knowledgeable about the ship, and he could be very useful, and it convinces Picard to let him be on the bridge and kind of, like, hit, just watch uh, Jordy do his job. Yeah. And I'm like... But what was our argument for? I mean, if kids aren't allowed on the bridge, it doesn't matter how good they are. Like, you can grow up and get a chance later. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just wait. But no, he lets them on the bridge reluctantly. Um, but then when he comes back on the ship at the end, because Rikers let him like man one of the stations. Well, because I, I guess his argument is is that Picard let him do it earlier, so I'll let him do it now. But you know, he'll be gone by the time Picard gets back, so no harm, no foul. Yeah, but as he actually points out, he forgot to that he'd put him there. So Picard just kind of awkwardly goes, "Oh, I, I guess uh, good job. You'll have a chance again, young man. Uh, piss off, <laughs> piss <laughs> off, Crusher." Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Riker, we almost saw him sit down. Yeah, and I say almost. We we technically did see him sit down, but it cut from the wide shot to like a medium shot, so you only saw the top half of his body sit down. You never saw what he did with his legs, which I as yeah. understand that the key thing to notice when he's doing his weird sitting down thing. Is the, is the legs yeah. so we didn't really get to see it so i thought we were getting it it was closer than we've, we've ever been so yeah, they're teasing us with it yeah they're teasing it. it's almost like they know we're waiting for it somehow <laughs> it is isn't it <laughs> it's that it's, it's that thing like, you know how rob leffield never draws feet because yeah he knows he can i almost wonder if they were purposely avoided like they, they saw him sit down when they were shooting the pilot and they went oh we can't show that that's weird <laughs> so yeah i feel like they're editing around it <laughs> And then, at, presumably, at some point, they just go screw it. <laughs> uh, once he's got the beard, like, you know, what the beard distracts from it, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone's just so fixated with the the manly bushy beard; it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the the main plot is 
yeah, the main plot's really bad. I I have like nothing really positive to say about it. There's a couple of like so bad they're funny moments. Yeah, but... but coming off the last episode. Oh yeah, it was nowhere near as entertaining as that. It was it was a lot duller. Yeah. Um I will say I'm thankful these episodes are five minutes shorter than the original series, just so that when it's a bad one, it's a five it's minutes five less. Five minutes less, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit quicker. Uh which, yeah. which is nice. Um and I think the purpose of this episode overall though is more to just remind everyone if you've not seen the original show what the prime directive is because that comes up a couple of times uh yeah it does and just the temptation to you know oh how how easy would this be if we didn't have to adhere to that um yeah i think the, the other post to me as well is uh just to establish the pattern of episode you know again if you didn't watch the original series it's mm. like okay you know the, the we were probably we had the godlike entity in the first one now here's the other culture stuff yeah. Or Earth-like culture stuff. But yeah, I felt it's like here are the the baseline of what Star Trek is. Yeah, I actually I, I thought they were going to like win by using the holodeck to trick them at some point because they set it up. I mean, obviously we know it's already there, but they specifically set it up and reminded us of it at the start of this episode and had these characters interact. Yeah, because it wasn't he, mentioned last episode. Yeah, because he even commented that oh, there's no way this you've made a person without a soul, and she has to explain to him that it's not real. And they even comment, well, I guess you can't actually feel physical force from this, and then it you know it kicks the guy's ass, so it's kind of like ah, yeah, you can, it can hit you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something with it this episode, but they never did. So it's whatever. Yeah, just um, I think just a a reminder that it exists. Like I said, this is episode three. We we were introduced to it in one. It was absent in two. So it's like, oh hey, yeah, this is this is a thing. We want to just get it in your brain. Actually, do you know my my weirdest complaint about this episode and possibly going forward with the show is is whenever they like and this is, this is a Tasha thing specifically in this episode. She does it twice. Is she 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 wears something extra with her outfit? That makes it feel really weird. Like she puts on the, uh, you know, the karate kind of coat, if you yeah. call it that, um, when she's doing the training. And I, I was like, what was the purpose of that? You can just fight in your jumpsuit because you're wearing that underneath anyway. And then later on, when she's going to trial by combat in the, the jungle gym, and I say jungle gym because like a series of bars and like yeah. whatever that's fighting around. Um, she puts on like a headband, you know, again like martial artist headband around her head, and I thought. You're wearing your Starfleet uniform with a with a, a headband. It just looked weird. <laughs> it was like this looks stupid. Stop the it. headband I can excuse. That, that's a different thing entirely. If she had long hair, I'd, yeah, I'd, sure. I get the purpose it's, of it's, it. It's just it's it's a it's to stop sweat running into her eyes. What would you want? Okay, what's the purpose of the the, the coat there? No, I can't. I can't defend the coat. Or the jacket, right? I should say coat. Yeah, it's not, it's not a coat. But robe. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a robe. Yeah. Yeah, I can't defend that. Yeah, that that one, that one's stupid. Yeah. But the the headband, I don't really. I mean, it looks weird, but that's just because you're not used to it. But I don't have a problem with it functionally, aesthetically, maybe. Aesthetically, it's because I don't know. It reminds me of someone who just picks up a prop and tries it, because for 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 a joke. Even yeah, though they're wearing okay. otherwise normal clothes, you know, that's what it feels like. Even though obviously, it tells the Starfleet uniforms pretty unique, but yeah, it's stupid. normal in the show. Yeah, the, 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 those those uniforms are still bother me. It's the lycra look to them. Yeah, I think I'm just kind of. I guess I'm used to them, uh, even though I, I've not I, really I, cared them that much. I, I feel like I've seen enough images of them in the suit. I think I think that gif of Picard doing the head, the, the face palm, has probably conditioned me to what this suit looks you know, like. No, no, do you know what it is? <laughs> it's it's in motion when they're walking. It's around the legs that that, uh, that, that it, I feel like it's bothering me the most. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, I'll tell you what I do like. I like the uh, the emblem. It's better than the original series because the original series was just a little stitched on bit of fabric. Yeah. Uh, here it's like a proper embossed. Yeah. You know, three D kind of. I'll give you that. Badge. Yeah, it looks better. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I will get used to it. Like I said, I'm, the the top half I've seen enough pictures of seeing the gifts. You know, I'm used to that. I guess it's the bottom half that you typically don't see unless you're just watching it. Yeah. That is is feels weird to me. But we we'll, we'll get I'll get there. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll. Uh, <laughs> I I I know uh, I've seen like comedians do jokes about the fact that none of them have pockets, and it's like, how do you do a job without pockets? It does seem frustrating. You need devices. You need you know, if nothing else, like a pen, maybe occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, as you know, the enterprise, they they, they got they got all these touchscreens and fancy shit. Maybe they don't need. Where do they carry the phases? Do they have a belt? They just carry. They take them out from the ship and carry them the whole time when they need them. That seems really until until we see someone whip them out halfway through a mission and they didn't have them before. That is my story. <laughs> I'm sticking to. It. Feels like a a design oversight in your uniforms, but fine. <laughs> sure, why not? Well, the war with the Klingons is long done, so I mean, I guess they figure ah, there'll be no danger. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go. Go out to completely unexplored space and you know see what's out there, but definitely nothing will go wrong. Yeah, nothing will go wrong. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, so no. episode episode three, bit of a bust. Um, not that episode two was good, but episode two was entertaining. <laughs> so it was. So I can't, I can't fault it. Whereas this only had a couple of good moments. Uh, the one the one little subplot we've not mentioned yet is Data trying to learn how to do jokes. Yeah. Uh, as I say, do jokes, tell jokes, understand jokes. Um. This was it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. He, he just tells a joke, so matter of fact, and then he's like, "Okay, why is that funny?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't really tell it properly. Also, things are just funny. You can't really explain funny. <laughs> it just is." Yeah. Um. So he doesn't understand. But I I did like how it came back though when when the captain gives an order and he's kind of like, "Was that a joke, sir?" <laughs> and Rick goes, "No, that was that was an order." Uh, actually, now speaking of funny moments with data, he calls uh, French. Uh, uh, what was it a uh, a little known Earth language or inconsequential for Earth language? And um, Picard looks offended. Yeah, and Riker's like, "You better drop this data." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, his name's Jean Luc Picard. Maybe, maybe yeah. drop the French hate." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, data's right. It's a stupid language. <laughs> yeah, but he said it was like a. Because the way he was describing, it, I thought it was, I thought he was going to say it was like Latin, you know, like you know how obscure it was. I, I got the impression that he was just like it's pointless. <laughs> so there's no purpose. Why bother with French? See, I'm going to bring this up now because you can't help but I can't taking digs for some reason. But I do it like at all languages, so it's fair. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, that data, data thing's fine. Obviously, this was this was mostly a scene to just give Data and Jordy like something to do. I mean, hell, Worf wasn't even in this episode. I don't know if he was. Doing. No, he's not. Uh, um, he read the script, thought it was offensive, and said, "You know what? No, <laughs> I'm sitting. This I'm one out of this one." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I joke. I don't know why, but hey, uh, I mean that happened in the original series a lot. I mean, hell, Chekhov and uh, Sully were rarely ever in an episode together. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, you said, oh, yeah, you know, read you know, jokingly there. You yeah. said, I oh, read the script. I can't imagine that it came off as racist in the script. 
Until you're oh, there sure. and yeah. it's all cast. I can see what you're saying. I, I, you know, I, I imagine it just doesn't come across like that in the script. Hmm. But hey, uh, yeah, so so not not a great episode by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, here's hoping episode four. I mean, you knew this was going to be a stinker because we looked at the the average rate in IMDb, and it, even though it wasn't that high before, it did nosedive a bit for this episode. It did. Is the next one back up a touch? It's back up into the sixties, so. I mean, if I'll have to do. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do for now. For season one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's episode three. So by all means, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. If you've seen it, like and subscribe. All that stuff. If you want to support the channel, you can of course do that by liking and subscribing. Those things really help on YouTube with getting the video out there to more people. If you want to support us uh, even more so than that, go to patreon.com slash TV. You can support us there financially for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, and you get these Star Trek discussions a week early, uh, amongst other things. So go have a look and you can see what's on offer. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek and sci-fi TV shows and other things of you know wonderment in nature and hopefully uh, better episodes in this one. And to everyone but Connor, live long and prosper.